Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO Podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, usually I answer the best questions you guys submitted over the last week, but today we're doing something different. We're sitting down with my internet friend and real life friend, Kate the Wasp, the host of the fantastic podcast, Good on Paper, and she and I are going to sit and talk about basically what life is like on the other side of a marriage. Is happily ever after really the end of all of your problems? We break it all down, plus talk body image, dating, and what we would tell our younger selves. Go over to her podcast to listen to my guest appearance last week, and now this is the follow-up. And just a reminder, if you want to chat with me privately, find me on the Instant Go app. My username is ShallonXO and click chat to get connected. And yes, it's now available on the Android platform as well. Also, be sure and rate and review this podcast if you like it, and find me on YouTube for new videos every other day. Have you ever wondered what the secrets are behind some of the most successful women in the world? Well, each week on the Super Women with Rebecca Minkoff podcast, designer Rebecca Minkoff, yes, the girl who makes all of your favorite purses, talks to women from all walks of life, from CEOs to artists. They share their personal stories on the successes and their failures in order to help you tap into the power of vulnerability and find strength in dealing with loss. They also share tips on how to make your inner superwoman shine through. Doesn't this sound totally up our alley? So head on over to Spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts for new episodes of the Superwoman with Rebecca Minkoff podcast to get inspired, laugh, and learn a few life lessons along the way. Welcome back, Shaloners. Well, today on the podcast, we're going to do something a little bit different because you know, usually I answer your questions from the week, but today we've got a collaboration. Yes, a real life other person. <laughs> My good friend, Kate Hollowink. No, Hendrix. That's fine. Yeah. You can. Oh, okay. She's, uh-huh. she's a, a nice, wonderful. Hendrix, yeah. Hendrix. Okay. Miss Kate Hendrix. My she's, maiden name. That's right. Um, I always get them confused. I can never remember because they're similar to me. <clears throat> so Kate has this fabulous, would you call Kate the Wasp a persona? Yeah. A satirical, right. satirical voice right. character that I did for a long time mm-hmm. and I still use it mm-hmm. to, to just sort of have fun and poke fun at the experience of experience of entitled white women, um, <laughs> which on some levels I know very well. Right, as as do I, and I'm sure you guys have seen her tweets being reposted on BuzzFeed all over the place. Like Kate's tweets are legendary, and so she's moving into kind of a different space where she's doing her own podcast. Tell me about your podcast. Sure. So I actually started this podcast in 2016. It's called Good on Paper, and. I just wanted a place to talk through things out of character. Just, I just wanted mm-hmm. to be honest. I wanted to not be always satirizing something. Right. And it was really fun. It was really enjoyable. Right around that time, I met my now husband. And so a lot of the early episodes were about encouraging people um, not to give up. And right. to keep, you know... Because I met my husband at 32. We mm-hmm. got married at 33. And um, it had been a long time of dating and yeah. trying mm-hmm. and just feeling defeated. And really, you know, everything you, you talk about, trying to, you know, keep keep a level head and keep positivity throughout really troubling waters, mm-hmm. I think. Um, mm-hmm. So 
I definitely went through all of that and then I got engaged and I got married and I got pregnant. So <laughs> I didn't podcast for like probably two years. And then I started up again to talk about what it's been like, as you said, on the other side mm-hmm. and dealing with being a new mom. Um, which anytime I say mom, I feel like I sound like a, um, no, you don't, a new don't. mom. No, a new you're mom. Like, no, you're um, a great mom and a oh, cool thank mom you. and you're a relatable mom. Like I love mm. Kate's mom coverage because it's like, <laughs> it just, we were talking about this on Kate's podcast, so you're going to hear me on hers. And so you guys can, we're going to cross pollinate mm-hmm. a little bit, but you know, just everything you're going through as a mom is still so relatable to women, even without that's having a child. I'm still the exact same person. Right. I'm still the, I have the same insecurities. Mm-hmm. I have the same, um, you know, everything and I've grown and I'm really appreciative for those, um, opportunities to grow, but mm-hmm. it's really hard. Yeah. And I talked about this a little bit on, um, an episode I did on my own podcast, of, um, I guess a couple weeks ago, but the things that made me capable at being single do not make me a good mom. Right. <laughs> or they, they're at odds, I should say. So tell me more about that. Sure. I think, um, part and parcel of being single, especially now is picking yourself up mm-hmm. and carrying forward and not getting too upset with the reality, which is in my experience in, you know, was my experience was really depressing. Yeah. I mean, to, to be on dating apps and have people sending you explicit Ugh. photos oh my God. and speaking to you like, like an animal, it's disgusting. Worse than an animal. It's just <laughs> so, I don't understand how we got here. Yeah. Um, and so fast. We it, got here it's so fast. fast. And these were people, you know, the messages that I'm referring to, these explicit, disgusting things, were from people with great jobs, college oh, yeah. degrees. It oh, wasn't yeah. like, you know, it, it just became this license for people to act. And I'm a bit of a prude. It's fine. Like, I, I understand that I am. But you know what? But I'm not. And we both agree on this. Yeah. Like, yeah. there is no amount of, like, you know, slutty women, as I consider myself, who's like, yeah, I want just an unsolicited dick pic from a guy on Tinder who I've never met. Like, it's disgusting. nobody wants that. It's so dehumanizing. And it's like, and then it makes you, you as a self-proclaimed prude feel gross. I, as a very like sexual person also feel gross. It's like, did you view me and think, oh, she's the kind of person that wants this? Right. Like, and I'm sure you think the same thing. It's like, what about me says that I'm receptive it, to exactly. this? And, and also like, you know, the older, at least for me, being on these dating apps in your thirties, it's like, is, is, are all of these men who are sending these things, are they in their thirties and this is what they're looking for and they think that's going to lead to marriage? Do they not want to get married at all? Do they, they, are people, is this the process now that you have to go through? You have to receive said, you know, explicit photo. and first nude. Exactly. It was just really, um disheartening yeah uh and i'm sorry i'm like pregnancy brain i've forgotten off how did we get on that topic we were talking about (laughs) i'm so sorry no i'm not doing Um, any better but it's okay we can start at the beginning actually because basically the reason i'm collabing with kate today is because mm -hmm. i get so many questions from girls who it's like i hear them refer to like i think this boy might be the one and they're like 19 Mm -hmm. or 22 and it's like, what does that one actually mean? Because I was married, and mm. on Kate's podcast, I actually go into what happened, <clears throat> but I'm playing a whole video on it separately. <laughs> Lucky me. <laughs> but, you know, we have been sort of given this idea that happily ever after 
is the end of the story. Mm -hmm. And that love is going to save you from yourself. It's going to fix all of your body image issues. It's going to fix the fact that you don't know where you want to go with your career, that you don't get along with your family. It's, it's just, it's a fresh start. It's a clean slate and you're unbroken and loved back to life. And like Kate, I think her podcast is called good on paper because mm -hmm. that is so accurate. Your life mm -hmm. on paper is absolutely mm -hmm. incredible. I mean, it is, it is the only person who's doing better is Kate Middleton, quite oh, honestly. Stop. <laughs> but like Kate worked, you know, in a very high power career in New York city, met her adorable husband fairy tale wedding now they live out in like beautiful Westchester it's just like it's perfect you know she's a stay-at-home mom yeah but I want to well, know when you like, put it that way it's I know <laughs> but that's the thing it's like we, when we put our problems like starkly on paper it's like oh actually right why do I feel so unhappy why do I feel not unhappy but why do I feel ambivalent sometimes mm -hmm. about things so I wanted to talk to Kate about like what life is like on the other side of that happily ever after like you know so tell me when you moved to New York, because you mentioned your podcast that you were like 22, and it's like, yeah, let's get married. Like, tell me your dating trajectory. Sure. Um, a lot of nothing. <laughs> um, no, I was a late bloomer too. Mm -hmm. And um, I really thought I was going to meet my husband in college because that's what my parents yeah. did. Where and did so, you go? Vanderbilt. In oh, Tennessee. That's right. Yep. My best friend Becca went there. And I think I went to an all girls high school. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, you know, didn't really have much exposure to boys and I was like I I have I take myself a little too seriously I think um as you can tell so <laughs> so well yeah now at 35 it's you know I've caught up but mm -hmm. to be 17 and want to you know like I always joke that I would be like so what's your five-year plan to, to, five -year it's plan? like you know people just want to have fun and relax right. and it's not you know people can have a five-year plan but not want to talk about it immediately um and I just didn't I, I even even now I have a hard time just going with the flow mm -hmm. and enjoying things. And, um, so I think, you know, there was no one that I'm like, Oh, I dated this guy and I was too intense. I just, I never, I, I never met anyone. I never really dated anyone. Um, I had, you know, male friends, but nothing crazy. Yeah. And I wasn't, um, I got really into running in college I wasn't a good runner but I was a long I was like a committed runner if, if you're a long runner you actually are a good runner I've got news for you well I did enough damage to my body that oh. I'm like oh I would take it back but I you know I was became obsessed I think the longer you're single the more mm -hmm. things you can put around yourself mm -hmm. to protect that's what we were talking about. yeah and I had a lot of I had a lot of guards up and one of them in college at least was long distance running so yeah. people were going out on a Thursday night and I was like oh well I want to be able to go for a long run tomorrow yeah. so I'm not gonna go you and literally were running away from obligations yeah it was a you know it wasn't like no regrets because mm -hmm. everything has worked out as it should um but so a whole lot of nothing on the dating front then I moved to New York um and I went out on dates but again nothing that materialized into anything um, and rightly so. Yeah. And then when the dating apps, you know, kind of, then, then I started doing comedy and stand up. and I will say that I was exposed to a lot more of the dark side of humanity, if you will. <laughs> you know, there were things that I didn't even know. Comics. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hadn't had sex when I started doing stand up. Yeah. Like, I didn't know anything. You know, I, people would make jokes and I didn't know what the context was. Mm -hmm. Like I just didn't mm -hmm. get it. Um, and so that was sort of just a crash course and like, okay, this, you know, the world is a little more rough and tumble than I thought it was. And then the dating apps came out and I started going on more dates, but again, it was just kind of like, you know, there were a couple of things that maybe were three months long mm -hmm. 
but not not serious right not that three month mark that's the yeah. big hurdle so it's, it was a lot oh, of like it was a lot of nope 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 not yet not yet and maybe this should be it but it's not because of how someone presents or how I present or mm-hmm. you know whatever it is um and it was really depressing yeah and it was really scary like right before oh. I met my husband um I was ready to freeze my eggs because I was just like, I got to do this because I don't think this is happening for me. Mm-hmm. So suffice to say, there was a lot of pressure on the idea of being married mm-hmm. and the idea of starting to have kids mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. It's a long monologue, but you know. But that was, is the monologue that so many women can tell. I think it's, it's everybody's got a different path, mm-hmm. obviously. Um but yeah, I, I put a lot, a big premium on the feeling of being saved once I um, got married. Mm-hmm. And I feel very, so fortunate, but I'm still me. Yeah. And, and all, the, still, all the good things about yeah. things are still you. The insecurities are still there. I think what's funny is, and this was something I've, I've not been good at, um, is it is a, it's called a partner for a reason. You really have to partner with someone. Yes. And my husband is far better at this and he's, you know, a couple years younger and so much wiser. It's so frustrating. Same. He's like, I know. Oh. Same. I always get younger guys and I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. Did you not realize you were going to be the mature one? Yeah, in this exactly. relationship? Cause it's, it's like not me. Six months later, I'm like something he suggested. I'm like, I totally should have done that. I'm like, <laughs> it's so frustrating. Fine. Um, but I'd gotten really comfortable being alone. Yes. And operating alone. And um, you kind of can't be single in a marriage. You know, and that's so true. And that's something we talked about, like, on your podcast, and which I think was our original question we, we asked <laughs> yeah. all those moments ago. But, like, yeah, the things that keep you surviving as a single woman and happy, they don't translate to marriage. It's like, I'm a strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't need no man. Okay, well, what happens when you get one? Right. And now what do you do? And how do you translate those things? And again, like society is supposed to be like, you're the, you're the happiest you've ever been and your whole life has changed. You're saved and you're alive. And it's like, but I don't know how to act. Like I'm a right. feral cat and now I'm an indoor cat and <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Well, and the idea of like having a full life. Yeah. And, and I do feel that a lot of life is timing and also I was... Truly, I think the happiest I'd ever been on my own when I met my husband. I was Mm -hmm. very, I was kind of like content if it worked and if it didn't. Right. You know, this was early on when we were dating. I was like, I, and maybe that was a self-protection, self-defense mechanism. I don't know. But I really was trying to, I I wasn't as obsessed. He also made it easy to not be obsessed because he was so wonderful and chivalrous right. and he always followed up and he said what he was you know he did what he said and he said what he did and all this other stuff but um I was I felt very full on my own and you kind of can't you can't maintain that level mm-hmm. of independence mm-hmm. when you're married you have to have mm-hmm. you know especially once you add kids to the mix it's oh, like yeah okay great you have a full life you love to see your friends you love to go out and do this and go out and do that well how's that gonna work when you have someone else I think what's interesting too is I've been thinking about this, you know, the older we get and the more we meet online where we meet people that have no ties to our own circle yeah, and you have no ties to their circle. So you don't have mutual friends. That's really a true. A lot of times you don't have mutual hobbies. Yeah. So you, your only hobby is each other. Ugh. Yes. And that's 
great and mm-hmm. that's you know that should be the most important thing you have in common um depending on your religious you know right. beliefs that should you know in my mind that's just an important thing but mm-hmm. um maybe not for everyone but you know if if that's the whole thing and then life starts happening and you both agree you're gonna move forward together right if you're still obsessed with each other but it's like the day-to-day starts in. Yeah, it's like you have to have that foundation and I think people discount that. I mean, I did when I was like young and dating in New York. I dated a ton in New York like when I was, you know, 22, 23. And but I never even stopped to be like, is this person actually compatible mm-hmm. in my life? Do mm-hmm. we recreate the same way? Do we want to do the same things on a Sunday morning? Do we want to do the same things on a Tuesday night? Like it didn't cross my mind because I was just so desperate to have someone right? and to be like on schedule and seen mm-hmm. and okay. And I have a boy, I'm the girl with the boyfriend and okay. Yeah. Went, and like, there's a lot of downtime in a marriage and there's a, a lot. lot of logistical bullshit that you actually have to do. Yes, like there is, are you going to put gas in the car or am I going to put gas in the car? Like yep. it's little things like that. And, and yeah, it's, it's really difficult to go from making all of those decisions mm-hmm. yourself into I'm going to compromise and share and check in with someone else ever, like every day. Right. And I didn't do that in my marriage and that's why my marriage ended. Mm-hmm. It was like, mm-hmm. I still lived as though I was a single woman and like surprise, surprise, that didn't, didn't work out. The husband actually isn't super into like being home alone every night while I'm out partying, you know? See, I think that what I am curious about is how do we as women blend the very real pressure mm-hmm. there is now to be your own person, to yeah. self-realize, to grow, to be okay on your own um, with partnering. Yeah. And I do believe there are gender dynamics and there yes. are very real innate things, with some exception, I'm sure, and I'm not trying to make a comment about, you know, however you're born. You know, I'm just saying. No, yeah, I yeah, think no. Don't you guys I, love Kate because she's so <laughs> diplomatic? She's like the antithesis <laughs> of me. She's like a negative image of offensive Shallon, but continue. <laughs> No, it's hard to think about because I also, I, I I have a son and I'm about to have a daughter. So I'm I'm very curious to see, and I am, um, like I talked about, didn't date a lot and I only have sisters Mm -hmm. and I went to an all girls high school. So my experience with men is very limited. I don't understand them. I I even don't understand my son. Like my husband will be like, oh, he's, you know, he's doing this. And I'm like, really? Like, I I don't get it. Um, So I'm really, really naive and, and ignorant in a lot of ways. But all this to say, like, I don't believe that women, that men want to be led around by women. Yeah. I, um, you know, they do, and they. I think there are subtle ways that they mm-hmm, want to. Mm-hmm. Um, they want help in small ways, mm-hmm. maybe. But um, I, I don't know. I it may go as far back as the election. Like that's mm-hmm. something that I, you know, thought was interesting was this is someone who's, you know, arguably really qualified in Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Hillary fan myself, yeah. but, um, that's not to say I'm a Trump fan, yeah. but, um, I just thought it was really interesting that you had two polar opposites. Yeah. One representing everything that society is supposed to be moving towards. Right. A woman in power someone who's you know, sanity and dignity in general <laughs> and then someone who's kind of old guard mm-hmm. and like 
you know, fill in the blank of whatever everyone says that he is. Yeah. And the country, like, overwhelmingly, you know, overwhelmingly or not, but right. in, in demographics... That, With a little help from Russia. Yeah. <laughs> but in demographics, like, okay, white women voted for this man. Right. Like, it's... Right. It, there's just a lot... There's, I'm, I'm just... I'm unclear as to what the preferences are in gender. If you get an yeah. average man and you say to him, you can stay home and your wife will go work and you just have to be a stay-at-home dad, what, will they do that? Will they want to do that? I mean, I think, you know, some people do, but I in my videos and I talk about this a lot I go back to like caveman behavior you know mm -hmm. like how we're hardwired like men are hardwired to provide and achieve and like for some men they interpret that as like being a stay-at-home dad and like that's great yeah, you know interpretation. and but like women are hardwired to like nurture and I I don't have that particular instinct you know I feel much more like a man inside in terms of like I want to go out I want to achieve I'm climbing the ladder blah 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 so yeah it's, it's kind of hinky it's like if I have a baby, it's like, well, I don't want to be the one to stay home. Do you want to be the one to stay home? You know, and I don't think my boyfriend or husband probably would. So it's like, oh boy, you know, I'm not ready to make that shift. I am an achiever as well. You know, here's a question on that front. So if you did have a child mm -hmm. and you stayed home or you would, would you feel would you feel the urge to provide financially or would you feel the urge to be there physically? Ooh. So if I was a stay-at-home mom, would I still feel the need to work? Or if I was a mom, where would you feel like you're most fulfilled is wrong. What I'm, what I'm trying to get at is I think maybe on some level, men are more like, I want to financially provide. Right. That's natural for them. Right. And tell them you can't do that. Mm -hmm. That's weird for them. The way, same way if you told me um, you can't have kids, mm -hmm. I would feel weird about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be happy to go to work and provide, yeah. but it's not an urge yeah. the way that having a child is. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, completely. And you're right. I feel like the inverse. Like if you, if I had to stay home with a child all day, I don't, I don't know that I could do that. Mm -hmm. But then I would feel very guilty for like going to work all the time. My mom traveled a ton when I was a kid and it was very difficult mm -hmm. for me. Very difficult. A lot of therapy. And, you know, I don't want to do that to my child. But now as an adult, I get why she did that. I get that she needed breaks and she had to have her own thing. And this was like before Skype and FaceTime. It's like when sure. she was gone, she was gone. Yep. You know? And I respect that from her. But it, it's tough on the child. So it's like, well, what what is the answer like a nanny yeah a full-time nanny like well then why am i having children if i don't actually want to be there and be around them all the time but is it natural to be around your children that's all the time the thing. i don't know I, I think there's a lot of gray area that mm -hmm. we don't typically see discussed it, yes because correct. it is so and understandably so much of the dialogue is women are working and it's difficult yeah it's, it's so it's financially difficult and it's emotionally difficult um and how do we how do we ease the pain mm -hmm. around that? Which I think is an absolutely important and worthwhile conversation. And I, th I was thinking about this for myself where I think pr in previous generations where no one worked, mm -hmm. where, you know, women weren't allowed to work outside the home or if they yeah. did, it was, you know, this, Secretary. exactly. Yeah, something silly. Um, there was a real push and a desire to do that because that was something you couldn't really do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the pendulum has swung now and to stay at home is seen something is seen as something that, people almost like fetishize in terms of yes. like, oh then you must be a rich lady who exactly. just stays at home and it's like for our family financially like 
it would cost me money to go to work oh, because yeah. of how expensive yeah. it is to find help. Um, all this to say, like, I just, I, I think the gray area is vastly overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that, that doesn't make anyone's decisions any easier. And if anything, I feel like it pushes us to make broad sweeping statements and then feel uncomfortable totally. when we're in that thing and don't really, you know, it's either not the best thing in the world that you thought it was going to be. Right. And I think there's so much gray area even in your relationship with your partner. Oh, like, sure. I get questions all the time from girls. Like, how much time am I supposed to spend with my boyfriend? You know, it's like, it's their first relationship. They yeah. don't know. Right. I mean, and this is what I struggled with being married and now in my relationship with my boyfriend. Like, he... Max would have me move in with him. He's asked me to. He just moved down to to DC. He has a beautiful apartment. Company pays for it. All this stuff. And he's like, "Why are you keeping your apartment in New York? You don't even like it there. Move in. Stop paying rent." Like, and I'm just like, "I, because you're gonna be there every day. <laughs> like, and I don't know that. I don't know that I can ever live with someone again. I don't." Living with my husband, the fact that I didn't have my own apartment to retreat to, mm-hmm. even if it was one day a month, like that put this pressure on me and it, it like, it made me so skittish. It made me so rebellious, yeah, you know, it's hard. It's hard. And I think if we can start rethinking these things, these norms, it's like, well, of course you have to live with your husband. Of course you have to live with your boyfriend. Of course you have to sleep in the same bed in the same room. Like, and I remember like kind of putting that out on Twitter or something when I was married, I was like, do you guys ever want to like sleep in a different Mm -hmm. bed as your husband or like have two like the Ricky and Lucy thing like Mm -hmm. two beds side by side and people were like I want a different house Mm -hmm. than my husband well Gwyneth Paltrow's living in yes yes and it's like I had said this so many times when my marriage was collapsing like 60% of marriages end in divorce and no one is talking about how to make that better if 60% of planes crashed we would stop getting on planes and we would start talking about how to make a better plane but no one's allowed to do that with marriage it's like no you live together, you get married, you live together. Like it's, this is how it goes. Even if it doesn't work. And you know, I don't even think divorce is the worst thing that can happen. I think being in an unhappy, mm-hmm. logistically non-functioning relationship is a nightmare. It's a nightmare. So we're all just so afraid to talk about it. We don't want to seem like a monster. We don't want to scare away our partners. And society tells us that we should be so happy about all this. And so if we are like, actually, I'm not sure that this aspect and this aspect works for me we're a monster and we're unlovable i also think that capitalism plays a big role in this Mm -hmm. because we're pushed towards marriage you know early on but to your point there isn't a lot of discussion around making it work Mm -hmm. if it doesn't work which makes sense because then for women it's like Okay, get divorced. You go, girl. Then, right. you know, fix your body, fix your hair, fix your face. Right. Break over. Start again. Yeah. You know, and oh, by the way, you need all these products to do so. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a lot of like, it just, it makes sense that, you know, having people stay and till their own soil mm-hmm. is not as financially attractive yeah. As, um, you know, selling them a whole bunch of new things on yeah. the back end of a divorce. Right. To play off of a lack of worth, a lack of direction, mm-hmm. a lack of visibility. You know, it's like, you got to get back out there. Like, time's a wasting. Oh, no. Oh. How could you get divorced at 30-something? Like, you, I remember I was seeing a therapist when I was still engaged because I was having all these feelings. And I was actually seeing her about eating issues. And <clears throat> so I was trying to lose weight for the wedding. And, you know, 
there's so much emotional component sure. to our bodies and eating and and I said I just kind of like tiptoed into the subject of not wanting to get married and she's like how old are you and I told her and she's like oh you <laughs> you can't not get married like you need to get married immediately and start having children you are old mm. this woman said this to me and I was like I mean I don't I don't know if I want children. I'm fine with adopting if I get too old. She's like, adopting? It's like I said I was going to dig them up out of the dirt. She's like, adopting? She's like, no. No. You need to get married. And I'm like, I, I obeyed that because right. she was echoing exactly what society has been saying mm -hmm. for hundreds and hundreds of years. I was like, oh, now that a nice little old lady is saying this, I'm okay. Yes, yes ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, it's easier to follow, you know, a, a beaten path mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than it is to kind of forge your own thing. Because if you forge your own thing, what you're basically doing is showing people that have that are staying on the beaten path yeah. that there's other ways to go. And people don't like to hear that. People don't like that. One road, no one gets lost. Exactly. You know, and they don't want to have to rethink their vibe. But you know, I just really wish that in 2019, like people can be different genders if they want to. They can they can just adapt and be their own person. But in this category, it's still like, no. Like, there is no more fluidity. There's no negotiation. We decided this 700 years ago, and we are sticking with it. And so I really wonder if, like, you know, we're millennials, if Gen Z or even the younger millennials, because we're elder millennials, mm -hmm. as our friend Eliza yes, Schlesinger exactly. calls us. I love it. I wonder if there's going to be some movement in that where people are going to be like, actually, I only I want to be a, a part-time worker and still be a mom my husband's gonna stay home he's not even my husband and we're gonna have a sister wife like whatever it might be like why can't we start talking about these things because as you've discovered and as i discovered the happily ever after is not the end of the story mm -mm. it's so what would you it's tell your step. younger self oh what would i tell you oh just relax and mm. enjoy mm. oh god yes that's so lame but it's like no it isn't i was just on such a is in such a tizzy and in such yep. a rush. Yeah. And I wish I had just chilled out mm -hmm. and just calmed. I even, st I need to do this now. I just yeah. need to slow down, enjoy the day, you know, experience the moments. Mm -hmm. But it's hard because mm -hmm. you just are accustomed to like, you know, this thing happens, then this thing happens, then this thing yeah. happens. And once, you know, you're done with X, you have to set yourself up to be ready for why. Right. And it's just never ending. And it just yeah. takes you out of reality, which can be very safe and comforting if you're not really sure how you feel about reality, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is probably how I felt for a long time, which is like, I'm single. I don't want to be, you know, let me just pin all my hopes on being married and mm -hmm. having that future begin. Right. Um, and I'm so grateful and everything is great. But to your point, it's, it's not all that different. Right. Then... You know, I didn't suddenly become a new person. No. Um, no. I wish. I need to become, you know, I need to <laughs> learn how to compromise and, yeah. you know, make changes. But it's early, you know, you, yeah. you grow and it takes time. But I mean, that whole thing of enjoying <sighs> and relaxing, like, I remember being like, I don't know, 24 and coming home for Christmas and I didn't have a boyfriend or something had just broken up. And I also felt fat. I remember mm. it was, it was always like, one went with the other, you know, it's like, if I was single, it's like, and you're all so fat. And I would be crying on Christmas Eve because I felt so worthless. And I was like, I just wish I didn't even exist. Not in like a suicidal way. It's no, like, I just wish I could evaporate. And yeah. it's like, you are home with your family. 
you are healthy, you are young, you are smart, talented, you is good, you is kind. <laughs> and you're, it's like because you, didn't, you don't have a boyfriend, you're like, my life is meaningless. And it's like, oh my God, life is really long, but your youth is short. And it's like, is that really how I wanted to spend those moments that could have been so awesome? Because I just wish I, someone could have told me like, it's all coming, it's right. coming. You're gonna meet, boy. You're gonna get married. You're gonna mm-hmm. have boyfriends. You're gonna, like, it's all just coming. Just relax and enjoy where you're at. And if there's one thing I've learned, like, my mom <clears throat> is single, and a lot of her friends mm. are single as well, and have never married. Some some don't have children either. And it's like I've learned just by watching them, and they're very beautiful women, accomplished. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's the people who don't partner up. They truly make that choice. Right. I have never met someone who's like older, who's like, I just could never find a boyfriend. Literally <laughs> never. Like if you don't have anyone that you, if you've never fallen in love, like you've taken steps consciously or unconsciously to avoid that. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I've never met anyone 55 who's never had a job. Like you have probably right. avoided that. If it was important to you, you would have done it. So the idea that's like, I'm going to die alone. Like, no, you won't. I think an interesting, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, I think an interesting thing with the desire to have a boyfriend, and I'm trying to put myself back in that feeling. It's like you want someone to save you, like yes. we talked about. But imagine if you met a guy who wanted you to save him. Oh, you would be very turned off. You know what, though, my girls, like my challengers, <laughs> like that. I think is a different kind of addiction because it's like, oh. Now I really don't have to save myself. I can work on him. Right, you can He's the fixer-upper, mm-hmm. you know? And the problems that we identify in other people, I think, are the problems we sure. are trying to deny in ourselves. Absolutely. You know, it's like, he's depressive. It's like, he's got problems. Like, you have problems. He's I mean, all of, broken. Yeah, all of that, I, I think, is just a, um, a shield against vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you're focused to your point, like if you're focused on someone else and you don't have to deal with your own stuff. Right. If you're swooping in or you're wanting someone to swoop in, right. you're not connecting on an equal level. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's something you're just not answering, whether it's where's my career going? Mm-hmm. You know, why, why am I estranged from my family? You know, why do I keep my body in a state where it's unhealthy and I'm unhappy? You right. know, there's something that you're trying to pave over. And it's like, it's our life's work to constantly check in and ask ourselves what that is, because it changes, you know? And it, especially if we want to be saved or save someone else, we will find something to pave over. It's like, I, would, I, will, I will pick an insecurity of the day so I don't have to focus on myself. And, yeah, and I, will, exactly. you know, I will outsource my anxiety <laughs> onto somebody else because I just, I don't want to deal with it, you know? So well put. Ugh, I don't think so, I'm a rambler, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's very enjoyable. So anything else you want to tell our girls about, you know, life good on paper? Mm, I don't know. I think I, I think just relax and enjoy the gift of every day, mm-hmm. which sounds really cheesy, but it's true. No, it's you true. Because that's all we have, you know? And honestly, the attempts to architect everything and... Ugh you know, push it through a certain way. It's really not that successful. No, we it think isn't. we have a sense of control by doing that, but you really don't. Right. Things are going to happen. They're going to unfold as they will. You can put yourself in the, you know, if you want to be in a relationship and you only stay in the apartment, mm-hmm. you're not going to find a relationship. Right. But if you <laughs> consciously go out and you have fun and you enjoy your life, 
you will attract someone just yeah you know I mean it's so telling that you said like you met Preston when you were like very comfortable with your life you were happy like that was not a coincidence you had the right vibe you had the right attitude and that's magnetic like what guy like you said what guy wants to be around someone who's like hey can you save me exactly a toxic guy exactly a guy with a lot of issues of his own and then you get a codependent relationship mm-hmm. like that's not a lot of fun that's not good it's not good you know like you can always find a man they're literally everywhere mm-hmm. look out your window you're gonna see a bunch you can you can find like a humanoid man but like is it a fit is it the person who is smart to partner up with to raise children with to have a saturday morning with like yep. there's so much beyond just okay i have a partner you know, there's so many things scarier than being by yourself. And I, I don't know, I say this all the time, I don't understand when women got the message that being single is the absolute worst thing that can befall you because sister, it is not. It's not, it's absolutely not. And there are seasons for everything mm-hmm. because when you get married and when you have kids, your me time is mostly gone. Oh God, Kate. I know, but it's true. And I, that's, know, I know it's true, that's, but I just, I was really hoping to be like, absolutely not. No, I have like four to six hours of me time every no. day. Even now I'm like, oh shoot, I have to go get my son. I'm like nervous, you know, it's a, but yeah, I wouldn't mind going back to being, you know, a night again in yeah. my apartment as a single woman, Yeah. you know, watching Netflix and yeah. not having anybody need me or you know it's but it's hindsight is 2020 of course in five years I'll be looking back at this time and be like oh I wish I'd just been so you know so much different more grateful so it's a it's a real process for sure but as long as we can keep checking in with ourselves and like Mm -hmm. taking those small moments of gratitude and like presentness and mindfulness is like as cheesy as like hashtag is a sound but it's like it's true like we just need to pause and be like I'm healthy I'm active, I'm educated, I, I'm a white person in America for God's sakes, like this is, it do, kind of doesn't get any better than this, you know, there's a lot of people out there who would love to trade places with me and I need to cultivate that and then use that gratitude to turn what I have into enough. Well said. Well guys, thank you for being here. Kate, tell us where everyone can find you. Oh, thank you for listening. Yes, um, I am on Instagram mm-hmm. at Kate the Wasp which is the satirical character I do, but that's where I post most of Mm -hmm. my um, content. Or you can listen to my podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. It's good on paper. And that is all. Yeah. And you can also find Kate at my house because I'm going to kidnap her. I need her wisdom just like hanging out in my closet at all times. You can bring your son. I can't wait to date his college roommates. (laughs) I am so excited. All right, guys, uh, be sure and like and subscribe and review if you enjoy this podcast and head on over to Instagram at ShallonXO to follow me there. And of course, check me out on YouTube for new videos every other day. Bye, Shalloners. That's all for this week, Shalloners. Thanks for tuning in. And like I said, if you have a love question of your own that you need some help on, find me on the Instant Go app and click chat to get connected right away. Also, find me on YouTube, Shallon Lester. Click like and subscribe for new videos every Friday and a bunch in between. And be sure to follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at ShallonXO. Stay savage.